EFPOTZ. The ophthalmologist says, cover one eye, look at the chart, and read the letters. I don't have to look at the chart. I know the letters, E-F-P-O-T-Z. I've known them since the fourth grade. I've worn glasses, multifocal contact lenses, reading glasses on top of those, and now extra distance lenses for driving at night, E-F-P-O-T-Z. I need something better than that. But still, I know that there are things I cannot see. What I get so much from this story about Bartimaeus is the joy and sheer delight. This little old man, I see him as hunched over, just sitting in the crowd with his beggar's bowl, wearing a donated cloak around his shoulders, hollering and getting pushed down, told to be quiet and yelling louder, refusing to be silent. And then take heart, he is calling you. And my heart flips just saying that. And I see this little blind man springing to his feet, coming to Jesus, asking him for sight, and then joining Jesus on the way, dancing, just dancing all the time. For Bartimaeus, seeing was just pure joy. I've been reading about people who have been blind and whose sight is restored. And it's not as great as it was for blind Bartimaeus. In truth, it's not all that easy or pleasant when someone who's been blind since birth has their sight restored. People who've been blind, when they first see, the world is terribly confusing, totally disorienting, and many wish that they had never been given their sight. In the summer of 2020, many of us saw things that we had never seen before. We saw the murder of George Floyd. And that opened the eyes of those who were blind to the violence done to black people and Asian people and really all people of color in our nation. I had an amazing conversation with Pastor Tim Warner an African-American man serving a white church, and he said, it's as we have been swimming in a racist world, and just now, white people's eyes are being opened to what has been here all along, the violence, injustice, the inequities in healthcare and housing is just so much embedded in our lives that wh white people could not see it. But others have seen it with perfect clarity for centuries. It's terribly disorienting when you've been blind all your life and suddenly see. 
I experienced somewhat of my eyes being open, standing over an emaciated five-year-old child whose hair had gone gray from malnutrition, body curled up so that he looked like a two-year-old. I'd never seen starvation before. And there are certainly times I wish my eyes had never been opened. But our eyes have been opened and we cannot see, we cannot unsee what we have seen. We have to learn, like people who are just getting their sight, we have to learn to see anew and make sense of what we're seeing. Jesus, let us see. In our book group here, then in that summer, we began reading as people at Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church do. We wanted to learn as much as we can to make sense of this. We read Kendi and Wilkerson and Cohn. The book that had the greatest impact me on me was The Making of Asian America. There were so many things that I did not know about the Asian experience in our nation. I was enlightened. I wanted to think of myself as awakened or woke to prejudice. Wanted to think of myself as informed and alert to injustices. And while I am aware of some of my missteps and microaggressions, those little unintentional actions that make a huge impact, I need my teenage daughters to help me understand what's okay and what's not okay. I have felt shame at what I've done. I have been afraid to approach people for fear of saying the wrong things. I've been afraid of being judged as not woke enough. I've been told that I have shied away from engaging with people of color here in the church and not even being aware. So I have to say with Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Let me see. Open my eyes to my own bias. Teach me how to see again. And more than, I think, helping us see the bias, we also need the imagination, the eyes of our souls, to be able to see God's kingdom, to be able to see the justice and the love that God desires. Because that's really faith. We've got to have that imagination. I think blind Bartimaeus could see better than anybody. All through the chapters, before we get to blind Bartimaeus, Jesus' disciples have proved themselves unable to see what Jesus is getting at. 
The perfect example is Jesus explains to them, if you are going to be great, you have to get down on the ground, lean down, and serve the little ones. And immediately after that, James and John are arguing over who's the best and who's going to sit at the right hand of God in heaven. And Jesus wants to tear his hair out. They are blind. Over and over and over again, they do not get it. But I think the faith of Bartimaeus was that ability to imagine seeing and already knowing that Jesus had something to offer on the way, some beauty, some joy in the hungry being fed and the poor receiving help and no longer being poor. There is those eyes of faith at this moment in history, the church is called, yes, to ask Jesus, have mercy on us. Let us see. And that helps by knowing that we need help. Knowing that we have to have compassion for each other and we have to recognize that we don't see it all. That we have more to learn. That we need the humble hearts and open ears. Our racial justice inclusion ministry is working diligently. Coming weeks will join in their work of how we best in this church can learn. And we need to ask Jesus for mercy for those who have suffered and the suffering has not been acknowledged the mercy and compassion of a healing God who works through the community to send those angels and change the systems. We need that mercy. And we need the mercy of those who have been blind for all of us and our blindness that caused suffering. And we need that imagination to be able to see the world as Jesus wants it to be. Can we see or imagine a world that is not violent, in which guns are rare and homicides rarely ever happen? Can we see equal access to health care and everyone trusting a trustworthy medical system? Can we believe that God can do this? Can we imagine a love of Jesus being that strong? I got to tell you that that Heineken produced a short film commercial that it just shows so much hope. Maybe you've seen it. It's part of Open Our World, and it brings together people, real people, of vastly different perspectives. 
You hear one person say, climate change is a hoax. And the next person say, climate change is the most urgent crisis facing our world. And then you get, feminists are man-haters. We need women to have our babies. And the next woman stands up and says, I'm a proud feminist, and I will continue to work for justice for women. And the next person stands up and says, men should be men and women should be women. And the next person says, I am transgender. I am a transgender woman. That's just me. And I'm sure you may have seen this where they're put together, the two people with the vastly different viewpoints on the world. And at first, they're asked to build something, put together pieces, a somehow box of that they don't know even what it's going to be. And after they work on that a little bit, then they have a series of questions. What, how would people describe you? And they have to talk about how people would describe them. And then they have to say, what do you think we have in common? What traits or characteristics do you think we have in common? And you see them start to like each other. And then they go back and to these couples together, they show the film clips of what they said at, before they met the other person. Climate change is a hoax. Climate change is the most urgent need. Feminists are man-haters. I'm a feminist. Women should be women and men should be men. I am transgender. In that moment, and this was real, you just see eyes open. And because it's Heineken, <laughs> they say, do you want to talk and learn more about each other over a beer? And they all stay because they want to know more. They've seen things for the first time and it's confusing. They don't know what to make of it, so they sit there together and they talk. They want to learn. In this, I see mercy. I see Jesus. I see Bartimaeus. And of course, it's a beer commercial. But it's given people real hope. As a church, we have to have that hope. We have to be the people who can imagine that happening everywhere. We have to be the people who are those people. We have to have the courage. 
have the conversations. Isn't that what church is? Where we practice our faith? Where we practice listening? Where we practice being courageous? Where we practice learning? Where we practice seeing God's kingdom? Where we practice imagining that God can do more than we can ask or imagine? That's what it means to practice our faith, and that's why we are here to practice. Jesus has mercy upon us. Our God is full of compassion. And by God's grace, we will see God's vision for the world. Jump up with excitement and delight and joy. Throw off the old worn out cloaks. Follow Jesus, dancing all the way. Let it be so. Amen. <laughs>